hello to my beautiful listeners out there. And thank you. Thank you for returning and listening to another podcast and basically keeping up with me, Evie. So today's prompt was given to me by my professor, Jen Stacy. Jen asks, why do teachers need to address equity and how can I do it? Such a great question and I'm ready to dig into the topic. But before I do, I want to take this time to give a special thanks to our sponsor. This episode was brought to you by the College of Education at CSUDH. If any listeners out there want to become teachers whose passion it is to educate the youth and make a difference in children's lives, then this College of Education is for you. Please visit them online and apply. Kids need you, especially now. When I was first given this prompt, the first thing I did was look up equity. And on Merriam-Webster's, the definition of equity is justice according to natural law or right, specifically freedom from bias or favoritism. This related a lot to a previous reading that I had in Jen's class. We were reading... (laughs) I was about to say we were forced. (laughs) We were asked to read... Balo Friars, uh, I don't remember the title of the book. I ordered it, but I don't remember. Finals week, it's crazy. Um, But he mentioned a banking concept of education, which is basically that he says that knowledge is a gift bestowed by those who consider themselves knowledgeable upon those whom they consider to know nothing, projecting an absolute ignorance onto others, a characteristic of the ideology of oppression, negates education and knowledge as process of inquiry. This is something that I found to be interesting because I see this in schools because I currently work in schools. I'll get into how I connect to it a little bit later in this podcast, but um, I think it plays out in schools in the sense that students are simply asked to memorize things and they don't really question why that's a little bit I guess not taboo but it's frowned upon like you're not supposed to question your superiors but that's why I think it's important because I feel like students should be able to think critically and ask these questions and ask why um teachers need to address this I think in the sense that teachers need to break the banking concept I'll get into how I feel like we can or how I would address it. And I'm going to go more into on how I would do it in my own classroom when I am a teacher. But for now, all I'm starting with is telling you how I feel about this uh, concept with the banking system and how we should break this Uh, banking system, how it plays out in schools, and why it's important today. I'm going to go further into that. I'm going to give you guys my my feedback, my insights, and I'm going to link it back on what I'm going to do in order to, you know, stop this, what I'm going to do as a teacher. So the banking system went over it real quick. It's like a 
a way of oppressing students, teachers' way of oppressing students, plays out in school because teachers are constantly telling kids to memorize and do this and do that. Um, it's important to break the banking system because it's not the best way to teach kids. And teachers need to address this equity, this freedom of bias, because not every student learns the same way and can't be taught to simply memorize. Um, just to give you guys my quick insight, I work at a I work at an elementary school, an upper op classroom, but before I was in an upper op classroom, I worked in a SPED class, and it was a teacher's first year teaching, which is interesting because I thought he would be like, oh, I don't know, a little bit more liberal in his thoughts, or his way, or his style of teaching would be a little bit like more liberal, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like wrong because this teacher felt that he had such power over these students. He felt that he could drill them. He felt he could be drill sergeant and run them down and it would bring up their scores. And that was his way of teaching. Like this teacher would literally scream at these kids and tell them, you know, I don't care about your lives. I don't care about your past. I don't care about your mamas or daddies. I don't care. I just want you to learn point blank. I'm your teacher. You're here to learn. You're my students, which was really tough. Like it was really tough to be in a classroom with the teacher who taught that way. And it was tough for me. And it was tough for the students because there was one student in particular, and let's just call him Mickey, because I like Mickey Mouse. Let's just call him Mickey. And Mickey had a rough childhood. Mickey was a foster child. Mickey's parents were dying of cancer. Mickey had more things to worry about than multiplication drills. He and the teacher butt heads all the time because this student was not one to play games and he was going to ask why. He asked, why am I learning this book that I've been practicing since Monday? Today's Friday. Why have I been reading the same book for three hours every single day? I know the book. I should be challenged. That was his way of thinking, which wasn't wrong, but the, the teacher took it very personal. The teacher felt, how dare you talk to me that way? How dare you? I'm your teacher. I am your superior. You are to listen to me. And this plays out in schools all the time. Teachers, certain teachers feel because they are in power, they can oppress their students by forcing them to memorize, forcing them to do such this and that, like get up when you hear this, sit down when you do this. Just small little rules that they have to obey. It's important to break the system because this system, I think, was created in order to make a society very mundane in the sense that these children that come to us as teachers, that whom we raise to be members of society, are not being pushed to their potential. I think these children are being taught to be employees and never the employers um, instead because they have to learn math and they have to learn science and all these California standards. 
these are things that they must learn, they cannot think critically. They cannot be um, creative. They're being stifled. And honestly, I think that's the problem. That is what's going on that, you know, I think learning is a two-way street. And I think if that teacher would have taken the time to get to know Mickey, he would have learned a few things himself. Um, I really want to go more into my insights because guys, we can go like an hour into how I can connect this to this reading. I have so many stories, but I don't have the time, unfortunately. And I really want to get into how I think schools should approach this and how I would approach this. I think that's going to be very um, interesting that I also have to sh cut short because like I'm telling you guys, I can go on forever just talking and talking. But um, my next thing that I'm going to go into is just how I can link it all together. Um. Overall, I think that school should approach this topic by simply just ending the banking concept system. Um, I believe that teachers should be able to keep students in consideration as human beings, simply that they are people. <laughs> they are tiny little people that are going through their big problems and teachers should be understanding of that. Um, I apologize for sniffling, actually. Um, <laughs> I have really bad allergies right now, and I might do it at the end of this segment. I apologize. Um, but going back to what I was saying, there was this, uh, that body, mind, and spirit essay that I read says that we should think of ways in which that we should keep our students feeling into consideration like that we should keep uh recognize the emotions of our most disfranchised students and that's because these students are the ones that are going to be or are being trained to be employees and not employers as i said earlier they are the most creative i think and instead of punishing them for that they should be praised i think all students should be praised for their work because it is not easy to learn new tasks you know and they're asked to memorize and be perfect and honestly that's impossible we should embrace their flaws and try to teach them other ways you know um i'm sorry i was gonna go into a whole new thing but this podcast is going coming to an end and i just want to say that the way that I would address this in my own classroom, taking from what I learned from the body, mind, and spirit essay, is I would definitely do meditations every morning um, just to get their minds, students' minds away from the problems that they have at home. Um, another thing that I would do is also praise them as much as I can uh, because I think everyone needs to just know that they're doing the best that they can even when things are at the hardest um i would do meditation with them every morning and morning mantras i would most likely come up with some sort of a mantra to make to have them believe that they are special that regardless of their grades 
because grades play a big part of it assessing students in um in any place in any school in any institution um and i think that it's important to know that you are not the greek that makes you it's what you take from it um i really wish that i can go further into every topic that i just hit um i'm not sure if i did it the best way i could um just because of lack of time like i could really turn this podcast into like two hours and that's not really fair to you listeners but i hope that i got my message a point uh, a point wow across um, and i apologize again for the sniffles uh allergies are crazy but overall the banking system is just an antiquated way of teaching and honestly we have to do what's best for our kids and treat them as human beings and have them learn in a more interactive exploration exploring type of way so this was keeping it easy and i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your time evening night morning whatever it is for you thank you for taking the time to listen to this